baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Another object shot down from U.S. airspace. We have the story. One person injured in West Wichita house fire. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. On KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Looks like another mild day across Wichita and south central Kansas with temperatures running about 20 degrees above normal this afternoon. How long will this last? Our complete forecast on the way in just a few minutes. Another device hovering in U.S. airspace was shot down Sunday over Lake Huron. It was the fourth object in eight days and the third such event in as many days. Assistant Secretary of Defense Melissa Dalton. In light of the People's Republic of China balloon um, that we took down last Saturday, we have been more closely scrutinizing our airspace at these altitudes, including enhancing our radar, which may at least partly explain the increase in objects that we've detected over the past week. The Pentagon says Sunday's object flew near sensitive U.S. military sites and was a threat due to its potential surveillance capabilities. All three objects shot down Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were traveling at the height of civilian airplanes. Ann Carrick, Fox News. One person was injured, a house heavily damaged by fire yesterday afternoon in far west Wichita. 911 reporting a garage fire in the 500 block of North Rainbow Lake Road. That's near Central and 135th Street West. First responders found a heavy fire in a two-car garage attached to a house. Firefighters started fighting the fire in the garage and then moved on to the house. Fire went up through the attic, living room, and kitchen. A resident did suffer minor injuries when he went back into the house to get personal items and a pet. An 18-year-old Wichita man was hospitalized after he led Kansas Highway Patrol troopers on a six-minute chase on I-135 Saturday afternoon north of Wichita. The KHP says the teen attempted to pass several vehicles on the right shoulder of northbound I-135 when he lost control and struck a metal guardrail. The vehicle overturned at 125th Street North and rolled into a creek. The teen was ejected. He was taken to a local hospital with serious injuries. No one else was hurt during the pursuit. The Kansas Republican Party's state committee met Saturday, picking the officers who will oversee party operations through next year's elections. The contest for chair was between Helen Van Etten and Mike Brown. Van Etten is a retired audiologist and served on the National Committee from 2008 to 2020. She is also a former member of the state board that oversees the state's higher education system. Brown is a construction contractor who served on the Johnson County Commission before losing his seat in 2020. He lost the GOP primary for Secretary of State to Republican incumbent Scott Schwab. By a 90-88 vote, Brown was selected as the state chair and followed his promise to shake up the party. Almost immediately after the vote, the state committee was reviewing a resolution calling on the U.S. House to impeach President Joe Biden. Rodney Price, KNSS News. 
President Biden has a week ahead that includes an important health test. The White House says President Biden will get a physical this week as he contemplates a run for president in 2024. The president turned 80 in November and is the first octogenarian serving in the White House. Critics have raised concern about President Biden's health, while the White House hopes the screening will prove he's still capable of being commander-in-chief. His last physical was in late 2021 and detailed prescriptions for high blood pressure and blood thinner treatments. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz. Fox News. KNSS News time now, 8.03, three minutes past 8 o'clock. Full highlights and reaction after the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl last night. We'll have all that coming up in sports. And what would you do if you won a six-figure lottery prize? The choice of one man might surprise you. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, now 8.07, seven minutes past 8 o'clock on this Monday morning. Rescue crews have pulled a 40-year-old woman from the wreckage of a building a week after two powerful earthquakes struck, but reports of rescues are coming less often as the time since the quake reaches the limits of the human body's ability to survive without water, especially in sub-breezing temperatures. The magnitude 7.8 and 7.5 quakes that struck nine hours apart in southeastern Turkey and northern Syria, killed at least 33,000 people, with a toll expected to rise. Governors across the country are seeing different effects of the fentanyl crisis. North Dakota GOP Governor Doug Burgum has seen low death rates from fentanyl in his state. He says they've turned to a model of people helping each other work through addiction. They can help people through it as much as a, a, an addiction counselor. Maryland's Democratic Governor Wes Moore says the issue is so prevalent in his state... He has appointed a former Maryland mayor. Who is now serving as our special secretary on this exact issue. Both appeared on CBS Face the Nation. The CDC reports more than 100,000 deaths from fentanyl overdoses last year. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. What would you do if you won a six-figure lottery prize? Well, the choice of one man might surprise you. A Greenville, South Carolina man matched four of the five numbers as well as the Powerball number in the January 16th drawing. Thanks to the fact that he paid an extra dollar for the power play option, he tripled his winnings to a cool $150,000, which he completely gave away to a charity in upstate South Carolina. Lottery officials did not reveal which charity got the donation, saying only that the man told them, quote, I hit enough to make someone happy. Indeed. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.09 and 9 minutes past 8 o'clock. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Well, things are actually looking okay for the most part here in Wichita right now. Traffic volumes thinning out just a little bit. Uh, the gasoline prices here in Wichita, two ninety nine still an average that I'm seeing. I did see at least one of the retailers jump their prices up to three oh five. Best price I've seen out there this morning, uh, $2.96 a gallon. Spotted that on uh, South Hydraulic, just north of that uh, I-135 uh, entrance there. Tra- uh, traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist 
Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clear sky, a chilly start to our day here in Wichita. Temperatures really warming up, though, again by this afternoon. We'll reach the mid-50s by lunchtime, 62 later today. The first of two storm systems arrive after midnight. Occasional rain, our low 45. Then showers early on Tuesday with a high 59. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a clear sky, 30 degrees, and we have a north wind at 8 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And we had a partly cloudy, breezy day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature yesterday was 62 degrees. Normal high for the date, 48. 8.10 now with Stephen, 10 in the morning on KNSS. And some bizarre goings-on regarding objects flying over U.S. airspace. And we have the latest on that this morning with Fox News Radio's Gernal Scott. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. That This latest one is over uh, Lake Huron, I believe. Tell us about it. Yeah. We don't know a whole lot about it. It has been shot down out of uh, that uh, airspace out there. Um, and we've had three in the last three days. You may recall the the, the one on Friday uh, in Alaska still has not been recovered. Uh, we're working with the Canadian government to recover the one Saturday uh, that was over the Yukon Territory and, of course, the one you mentioned on Sunday. This after the one on February 4th that was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. So within the last 10 days or so, that's four flying objects. The government seems fairly certain that the first one uh, that floated across the country and was shot down off of South Carolina was a Chinese spy balloon, some sort of something or other. We're still trying to recover that. It's in the water out there, and we're going to get that. These last three are considered by the Defense Department, more of a danger to commercial flight airspace. They were about twenty to 40,000 feet up, and in the blips they saw on the radar, they said, we have to get these down to uh, to protect the, the commercial airspace. So that's what uh, these three so far, but uh, we need to get a closer look at what they were. Uh, they weren't as big as the first one, so that's a different that uh, there's a lot more investigation that needs to be done. It makes me wonder if it has, have we had these things flying over us all the time and we're just now figuring it out, or, or is this uh, the three isolated incidents? What's going on, you think? Well, we, we've heard, uh, and the Defense Department official has said that uh, there were three um, as far back as in the Trump administration that we never heard anything about. And, uh, and those three, in, in addition to the four that we've seen now in the last two administrations, that seven, many will tell you that's more than what we need to see floating over our airspace, especially when you think of the first one that sort of strategically floated across the country over military installations. That was the big red flag that you saw that the, the government said there, we can't have that. And once it in in President Biden wanted to shoot it down early. They said as it floated across the country, because the payload was about the size of two school buses, they didn't want it to come down in any populated area. So they waited till it got across the country over water and shot it down then. And again, we're still trying to recover that. But uh, again, when you see these things happening, the four in the last 10 days, 
um, you you have to wonder um, what the situation is. Is it just the fact that we've got a, a bit of an itchy trigger finger now? And we're going to go up and shoot anything mm-hmm. down that looks suspicious. We don't know. And, and, you, into that part that we have to figure it out. You have uh, the first, as I understood, the first balloon was pretty high, like 50,000, 60,000 yeah. feet. And these mm-hmm. others, it yeah. sounds like these others are more down in the 30,000 uh, 30, feet high, which is, that's where <laughs> that's where the, the airliners travel in this country. Absolutely. And that was the, and, and that was the, the key threat there when you think of uh, commercial airspace and, and planes that are taking off and, and flying at that altitude. They said, okay, we don't know what this is. We can't have that in the airspace that, that a plane may encounter it, strike it. It may, it may bring an airliner down. You never know what's going to happen in those situations. You never know since they believe those things were unpiloted or anything. So it was just really floating up there. There's no telling as to where it will go. So that posed a danger to uh, your correct uh, commercial airlines. All right. Well, listen, thank you for your time. We, we appreciate it this morning. Fox News, News Radio's Gernal Scott with us this morning talking about the, what we're calling now the shoot-downs. Four of them over the past eight days over the continental United States. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. And uh, on this date in 1935, a tragic story. A jury in Flemington, New Jersey, found Bruno Richard Hauptman guilty of first-degree murder in the kidnap slaying of Charles A. Lindbergh, Jr., 20-month-old son of Charles and Ann Lindbergh, Hauptman, was later executed. And, uh, of course, this young couple was, Charles Lindbergh was a, a hero, not just a national Basically hero. Basically the most famous person in the world at, at the that time. time, you're right. Yeah. The most famous person in the world flew across the Atlantic solo in that tiny little airplane. And then yeah, his wife, uh, they had this little, this little boy who got kidnapped right out of his bed. Out of his crib in his bedroom. And just to shock yeah. the nation. And they, this guy tried to get some money out of him and it didn't happen that way. And he... Killed the, killed the youngster. Mm. Sad story. All right, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, basketball game. Uh, in a basketball game where Auburn struggled with its three-point accuracy, the best long shot of the afternoon belonged to a student in the stands. During a timeout in the second half of the game against no, number three Alabama Saturday, sophomore Craig Noyes made a full-court 94-foot putt Whoa. to win a new car. A shot? Not, not a, a putt. He made a putt? putt? A golf putt. A golf yeah. sp- Okay. Not bad for someone who said he's not a golfer. Noyes said his main goal when he stepped up to the ball was not swing and miss. The sold-out crowd of Neville Arena erupted when he became the first person to win the contest since 2014. Hey! Noyes went baseline to baseline, which is, what, 90 feet? Something like 94 that. 94 feet. 94 with his winning putt rolling <laughs> the ball through a small hole in a poster at the opposite end. Hey! Contest was sponsored by a local Toyota dealership. And they had to come up with a car for him. Well, nice! How about that? 8.17 now, Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS. And uh, it's time for sports again with Ted Woodward talking about the, the game, the big game last night. Right, Ted? Super Bowl 57 last night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles... 
And a very interesting high-scoring game between two of the best offenses in the National Football League. The Philadelphia Eagles were pretty clearly dominant in the first half, took a 10-point lead into halftime. But the Kansas City Chiefs really did a great job of uh, regrouping during Rihanna's half-hour halftime show. And the Chiefs came out pretty focused in the second half. In fact, the Chiefs had the ball four times in the second half, and they pretty easily could have scored four touchdowns. They actually let a touchdown go by by falling down at the one-yard line and letting the clock basically run out to end the game. How about that? The Chiefs were finding the end zone with regularity in the second half. Of course, Mitch Holtis had the call of the game on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27-21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. A five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. And now Butker can give the Chiefs the first lead of the game. (laughs) Yeah, the Eagles were double and triple teaming Travis Kelsey, and that meant other guys were wide open. And that's how the Chiefs scored their last two touchdowns of the game, just basically a little, little dump pass and just walking into the end zone without a defender anywhere near them. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl last night. The final score, 38-35. The Chiefs get their second Super Bowl championship in the last four seasons. They end the season on an eight-game winning streak. The MVP of the game, even playing on a bum ankle, was quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And Chiefs head coach Andy Reid talks about his MVP quarterback. Uh, I told him I love him, man. I'm proud of him for... Uh, leading the way there <clears throat> and this started all the way back um, you know in the preseason so uh, in the offseason program he's a humble kid man and he works his tail off and uh, as a coach you, you respect and you respect everything that he he does there quarterback Patrick Mahomes also talked about his head coach Andy Reid yeah I mean he's one of the greatest coaches of all time I think everybody knew that um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that um, and to have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and uh, to become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them, and it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like you said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have them around here for a little bit longer at least. Patrick Mahomes, one incomplete pass in the entire second half, <laughs> and that was on purpose. That was one he just threw away. 13-14 passing in the second half, two touchdowns. Chiefs offensive line did the job protecting Patrick Mahomes. Zero sacks allowed. And Patrick Mahomes now becomes the fourth quarterback in NFL history with two MVPs and two Super Bowl rings. The other three guys that have done that are rather obscure. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. Pretty good company there as the fourth member of that club, Patrick Mahomes. And then you had guys like Kadarius Toney, who had the longest punt return in Super Bowl history to set up a second-half score, and he came up big. Yeah, just for real, man. We just try to, you know, we work all season, work all every day, you know, to live in this moment right here, and here we is. The biggest punt return in Super Bowl history. How's that feel for you? It feel amazing to go out there and, and execute what the coaches put in. You know, I got the, the staff and the, the players behind me no matter what, and just feel to go out there and execute. And you know it's a great season when you get all the way to mid-February and the National Football season, National Football League season ends with Mitch Holtis on the call. Hertz takes the snap. 
the Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. There you go. That's the way to end the season with another Super Bowl championship. We did have college men's basketball action yesterday at Coke Arena on Super Bowl Sunday. Wichita State hosting SMU. This game went double overtime, and the Shocks put up some pretty massive numbers, putting 91 points up on the scoreboard, including Kenny Poto in the paint. Wow. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl had coverage on 103.7 KEYN. Belvion looks to the sideline for a call from Isaac Brown. His right wing to Poto. Shot fake. Back in his way in. Spins baseline, jump hook, got it! Kenny Poto with a big-time jump hook about eight feet out on the right baseline. He's got 28, four in the second overtime, 84-80, Wichita State. A career-high 28 points for Kenny Poto, 13 of 15 shooting from the field, dominated in the paint against SMU. The Shockers win the game 91-89 in double overtime. Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. How many years you feel like you aged today? <laughs> Man, I'm just so proud of those guys, the way they battled. You know, being down six with 45 seconds, they didn't pack it in. We practiced that every day called late game where you're down six and you got to get in the 95 press. Some guys stepped up, made some big shots. Despite 25 turnovers, the Shockers win yesterday, and they're back in the win column, and they sweep the season series against SMU. And one more note on the NBA yesterday. The Toronto Raptors won at home, beat the Detroit Pistons 119-118. to Starting at guard for the Raptors, former Wichita State shocker Fred Van Vliet. 35 points, 8 assists, 6 three-pointers. Ninth time this season Fred has gotten 30 or more points in a game. Raptors have won four of their last five. They're in the number 10 spot in the Eastern Conference. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. Be 24 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. More on Hunter Biden's business dealings. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Bankentosh. Ted Woodward here on this Monday morning. 30 degrees now. A small earthquake was recorded near Norwich, southwest of Wichita. This happened Friday evening, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. The quake measured a preliminary uh, magnitude of 3.2. Survey says it was centered around, oh, about five miles north of Norwich. No damage was reported. Former Secretary of State and former Wichita resident Mike Pompeo was in Wichita to promote his new book Friday. He took time to answer questions from an audience on a wide range of topics, including the Chinese spy balloon. When there's indecision and weakness from the leader of the free world and the president of the United States, then the bad guys feel more, uh, feel emboldened to create even more risk. When asked if he had plans for a future presidential run, Pompeo said he doesn't know yet. The Wichita City Council meets tomorrow morning at City Hall.
The council will discuss a grant application that would fund a study on how to improve the Kellogg-Eisenhower Parkway intersection in West Wichita. If the city is successful in obtaining the $2.4 million grant, the city would later apply for another grant to help with construction costs. The announcement of the grant winners is expected this fall. The council will also discuss a contract for a temporary dehumidification unit at the Wichita Ice Center. The city is also expected to approve the budget for bridge inspections around town in 2023-2024. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A Wichita man who was living in Texas has been charged after police say he caused a fatal crash in Wichita in 2021. Scott Cabrales was charged with involuntary manslaughter and DUI. Investigators say he was driving under the influence when he hit another car, causing it to jump a curb and strike a tree. 80-year-old Frankie Baxter died at the scene. Cabrales' next court date will be February 21st, bond set at $50,000. With various unknown objects floating over North America being received as threats or perceived as threats, has the U.S. adopted a new policy toward dealing with them? Montana Democratic Senator John Tester chairs the Appropriations Subcommittee on Defense. On CBS Face the Nation, he said while it may seem the U.S. has adopted a shoot-down-first, ask-questions-later approach, he believes the Pentagon must have a plan. That's a better question for uh, General Milley, but the truth of the matter is is that they need to have a policy. They, being the military, needs to have a policy to recommend to the president. China denies using balloons or other craft to spy on the U.S. Three have been shot down over the U.S. and Canada within the last 10 days. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Looks like we'll see a couple of storm systems make their way into Wichita and south-central Kansas this week. The first one will be warmer and come in the form of rain late tonight. The next one will bring us a mix of rain and snow Wednesday night into Thursday morning. We are clear for now, then sunny with a high 62 this afternoon. Rain after midnight, Tarlow 45. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a clear sky, a north wind at 8 miles per hour, 30 degrees at KNSS with Steve and Ted in the morning. It is time for entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? True Goy the Dove of the hip-hop group De La Soul has died at the age of 54. This report from the Associated Press. David Jude Jolicoeur chose the name True Goy the Dove after his favorite food. Trugoy is yogurt backwards. Later, he just went by Dave. It's just me, myself, and I. De La Soul's hits include the songs Me, Myself, and I and Ring, 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 Ha, Ha, Hey. De La Soul's 1989 album Three Feet High and Rising was added to the National Recording Registry in 2010 for its historical significance. De La Soul won a Grammy in 2006 for Feel Good, Inc. with Gorillaz. I'm Margie Zaroleta. Billboard chooses its Women of the Year. SZA has been chosen as Billboard's Woman of the Year. The Grammy winner will be honored at the Billboard Women in Music Awards March 1st in Los Angeles. Billboard's editorial director, Hannah Karp, in a statement said the release of her latest album, SOS, has solidified her as a distinct force in contemporary R&B and catapulted her into superstardom. Other recipients include Kim Petras with the Chartbreaker Award I got a heart like a truck. and Lainey Wilson with the Rule Breaker Award, which SZA took home in 2019. Abbott Elementary's Quinta Brunson will host the annual event. Michelle Polino, Fox News. 
Let's get up close with a celebrity. The Fox Celebrity Profile with superstar Shania Twain, who just released her new album, Queen of Me, and has her tour starting in April. The music is full of positive, dance-inspiring tunes, and there's a theme in this new career chapter for her. This whole phase, for whatever reason, I'm not really sure I can explain it, but I, uh, and it might just be that I was like, oh my gosh, liberate me, let me walk down the street, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever it was, I think I was feeling feeling an urgency to be liberated and to have this sense of freedom again and that affected the music the songs that I was writing the words that I was saying the the the, the tempo and the upbeat nature of a lot of the rhythms on the album I am a much more free-spirited person at the end of the day mm-hmm. I'm much more appreciative of being able to manage and control my own state of mind or at least taking that very seriously hence Queen of Me as the title track of the album and why I even wrote the song in the first place. Ashley Dvorkin, Fox News. A former actor's wife is not pleased with a Star Wars auction. Angie Mayhew, the wife of the late Star Wars actor Peter Mayhew, is upset over a Star Wars auction in which Peter's Star Wars memorabilia will be sold. Mayhew played Chewbacca in the iconic series. Rydell Auctioneers is selling Star Wars scripts, call sheets, and more discovered in his attic after his death. Angie took to Twitter to share her heartbreak over the sale. She wrote, It was one of Peter's and my biggest regrets that we had to leave those items behind. She explained he could no longer get into the attic because of bad knees. Several hours later, she updated fans to say that she is in talks about getting some of those items back. So far, the auction with those items still stands. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Coming off a weekend, let's see how things did at the box office. Magic Mike's Last Dance takes the top spot at the box office, knocking out Knock at the Cabin, the threequel earning $8.2 million in its first weekend. Without further ado, I give you the visionary artist, Magic Mike. James Cameron's sequel, Avatar The Way of Water, comes in second place, pulling in $6.9 million. It's the fourth biggest movie release ever, grossing $2.2 billion over the last nine weeks. The Way of Water connects all things before your birth and after your death. A familiar movie, also directed by Cameron, comes in third place. Titanic, marking its 25th anniversary, was re-released to nearly 2,500 theaters this weekend, taking in $6.4 million. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. An exclusive comedy event featuring Roseanne. Roseanne Barr returns to the stage with Roseanne Barr. Cancel this, a stand-up special. Has anybody else been fired recently? <laughs> Taped in Texas in front of a live audience, the outspoken actress and comedian tackles a slew of topics, including the COVID-19 pandemic, growing up in Salt Lake City, raising kids, grandkids, and cancel culture, sharing her thoughts years after ABC Entertainment canceled the reboot of her namesake show, Roseanne. Roseanne Barr canceled this, now streaming only on Fox Nation. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Forty years ago tonight on Broadway, the opening of a musical that I'm sure you've never heard of. I've never heard of it. Merlin. Merlin the Musical. (laughs) It ran for 200 shows. So it ran for several months. But it had had an interesting piece of people involved with it. The lead role of Merlin was played by magician Doug Henning. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Cheetah Rivera was in the cast. A very young Nathan Lane was in the cast. Huh. A very young Christian Slater was in the cast. Wow. The director was the guy the guy from the district a lot of movies, Ivan Reitman. Yeah. The the music was written by a guy that's written a bunch of Oscar winning movie scores, Elmer Bernstein. Wow. But I've never never heard of Merlin the musical. Hmm. It did come out the same year as Cats. Yeah. So the fact that it got five Tony nominations but it lost most of those to Cats. Seems like Merlin has kind of faded away. Hmm. The Merlin the Musical opening night was 40 years ago on this night. 25 years ago on this day, it came out in Wichita movie theaters. I'm sure it's one of Steve McIntosh's favorites. The Wedding Singer, starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Okay. Are you drinking too? No. It's Coca-Cola. You sure? There's no rum in that Coca-Cola? I'm not a big drinker. And if it was, I'd be puking in there more than that kid. Oh, I don't think anybody could puke more than that kid. I think I saw a boot come out of him. <laughs> You're the wedding singer. Yeah. How you doing? I'm Robbie. I'm Julia. I'm actually waitressing at your wedding next week. Cool. That's a beautiful ring you have there. Are you getting married soon? Actually, I don't know how serious the guy is who gave this to me. Right now, I feel like I'm doomed to wander the planet alone forever. Oh, no. Kind of like the Incredible Hulk, huh? Yeah. The Wedding Singer came out 25 years ago on this day. No guy, Kibby. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you haven't seen this movie. I think I did. Or do did. you think you did? I, think I okay. sat through it. And... I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Anyway, The Wedding Singer, 25th <laughs> anniversary. And huge uh, actress celebrating a birthday today, actress Kim Novak oh, is yeah. 90 years old today. Picnic, The Man with the Golden Arm, Pal Joey, Bell Book and Candle, Strangers When We Meet. And of course, she was in Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Vertigo. In which uh, which does have a Kansas connection, yes, of course. Sir, Jimmy Stewart tries to find the, the woman he's lusting after, and she's changed her appearance, and he's very confused. What do you want to know? I want to know your name. Judy Barton. Who you are. I'm just a girl. I work at Magnus. No, but how, how do you happen to be living here? It's a place to live, that's all. No, but you haven't lived here long. Yeah, about three years. Where, where did you live before? Salina, Kansas. Listen, what is this? What do you want? I just want to know who you are. Well, I told you. My name is Judy Barton. I come from Salina, Kansas. I work at Magnus and I live here. <laughs> Yeah, trying to convince Jimmy Stewart she's from Salina. Salina, Kansas. <laughs> and Jimmy is very confused by all that. <laughs> he is, there yeah. you go. Happy birthday to actress Kim Novak. She is 90 today. That's Entertainment News in the Blur with Stephen Ted. Today, coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Spirit will ask Wichita City Council for a tax exemption extension today. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Stephen, 10 of the morning, 8.50 here at KNSS. 
Three big things. Three. Another object shot down from U.S. airspace, this time over Lake Huron. Two. One person suffers minor injuries as a house is heavily damaged by fire in far west Wichita near 135th and Central. One. Kansas City Chiefs win Super Bowl 57, defeating Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Traffic this morning, things looking pretty good out there in traffic. Not seeing any big problems right now, and the traffic volume's fairly thin at the moment, so really not seeing any uh, issues going right now in traffic. And gasoline prices... I did see one retailer jump up to three oh five a gallon, but uh, doesn't look like a whole lot of people have followed them. So two ninety nine, still easy enough to find. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Sunny today with a high of sixty two degrees. Rain likely tonight, a ninety percent chance. Overnight low forty four. Tuesday, seventy percent chance for rain. Tomorrow's high fifty nine degrees. Now a clear sky. North wind at 8 miles per hour and 30 degrees. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch. Up-to-date events and new whiskey and bourbon releases are available in the Monarch newsletter. Sign up online at monarchwichita.com. Stephen, 10 in the morning. Stocks uh, ended mixed Friday on Wall Street. The Dow closing up 169 points. NASDAQ down 71 and S&P up 9. This morning, the Dow is up 120 points. S&P up 16, and the NASDAQ is up 67 points. And let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Construction underway on what will be Wichita's largest speculative industrial warehouse, totaling more than 200,000 square feet. Located within Iron Horse Manufacturing Park, that's at MacArthur and Seneca in southwest Wichita. The warehouse expected to be done in October following a model that real estate professionals say has the potential to attract major new companies to the area. An Overland Park real estate investment firm called Aspen Funds purchased the remaining vacant tracts of the land at Iron House last year from Jeff Lang's Triple Crown Realty Trust. In addition to the spec warehouse, Aspen Funds is also going to build a second building at the hard corner, about a 145,000-square-foot build-to-suit warehouse. Though it has been anything but a straight path, the city's largest employer has met local criteria that qualify it for a tax exemption extension. According to city documents, the Wichita City Council tomorrow will consider another five-year property tax exemption on the expansions at Spirit Aerosystems that was covered by a 2016 agreement for up to $280 million in industrial revenue bonds. The city says Spirit has issued bonds totaling $225 million dollars from that agreement for the benefit of the associated property tax abatement and sales tax exemption. It also says the company has invested more than $1 billion in its local operations over that period, much of which went to machinery and equipment that are not subject to property tax. And that's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Stephen Ted on this Monday morning, the morning after uh, the big game. Super Bowl and about 14 million people that you may have heard earlier are probably taking a day off for Hangover Day. They're calling it National Football Hangover Day. Uh, there are people who, you know, they were celebrating last night or maybe staying up a little late, so mm-hmm. they may have a little bit of a, a headache this morning. And uh, so about a 14 million of us are not answering the bell to go to work the day after the Super Bowl. We're here. We're here. Yeah. 
Right, and Chipper? Today is uh, National Clean Out Your Computer Day. This promotes taking time out of your day to do some basic housekeeping Who on your computer. Who wants to do that on a Monday? All computers need regular organizing and cleanup, you know, Ted. So this includes the removal of old files and clutter. And for me, it means I get the Windex out and get the whiteout off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a joke, of course. 854 Stephen Ted, good to see you and your mom and your sister. And your brother at the Capon and Bishop Carroll basketball game. Yeah, there were all sorts of Woodwards and Macintoshes at the game Friday night. And you were on one side of the court, and we were on the other, uh, uh, Shelly and I and uh, Stacy, our daughter, and, of course, our two granddaughters who cheer for Carroll. So we went over to see see you, and then you came over to see us, and it was a nice evening. Good basketball. They were going at it. They were going at it really hard. Yep, and my niece Brenna performing at halftime at the boys' and girls' games. I wish I'd have known that. Is that the main reason that uh, your mom came to the oh, game? Oh, yeah. Want to see Got to support Brenna in her senior year. She's only got a few home games left. They did now. They performed, what, twice? Girls halftime, boys halftime. Yeah. yeah. So I got. I saw them. I said, yeah, those, they were good. I said, somebody to Shelly. I had no idea that Brenna was part of, the sh- part of the show. All right. Very good. Thank you, Ted. Uh, we've gotten through another uh, chief season, a very successful one, and good to have them on the air for us. Right here at 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS with our good friend absolutely Mitch Holtis all year long. All right. Coming up, we got the Glenn Beck program this morning. Gabe Kaminsky is going to be on. He uh, writes for the Washington Examiner Investigative Reporter. Apparently, there are some, uh, there's a group in Britain that's doing some questionable reporting. Oh, They're not okay. being exactly factual. And, uh, of course, top of the hour news this morning, another object shot down from U.S. airspace. We'll have that story coming up as well. And if you missed any of today's show or you just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, Dana Last Show, news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.